Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fuck. So, like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me. I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because you're in such pain that you see, you you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like I'm guaranteeing everybody. People that are coming to me to help healing, they don't They literally they right here. All right, y'all. I am here. It is a very beautiful fall day. It is a church for y'all today, October 6, 2019. So, I am going to uh, talk today about forgiveness um, because we've we've gone through some of the stages. If you start back to listening to my original church shows, today's show really isn't so much about me as it is about trying to connect with you all on your spiritual path, your spiritual journeys, um, and just the stages and the things that help me be able to do that. So we went through you know, acknowledgement, we went through love, we talked about the different varying degrees of love, because I think we all get stuck on agape, not realizing there's edos and different forms of that. You know, we've talked about um, crystal healing, we've talked about our shadow self, we've talked about all these things, and I don't recall ever having a show about forgiveness. And I feel like right now, like, you know, I woke up this morning with this on my mind because of the Botham Jean uh, Jean uh, murder trial. And the reason being is because I, I want you all to know that nobody's wrong, okay? But I'm going to give you a lesson in hypocrisy, which is literally, I believe, in another life. It, I must have been like some sort of firefighter for hypocrisy because I can't take it. So... And and I'm going to just be honest with you. I know I love my white sisters. I have very, you know, good friends that are white, and I know I sound so cliche, like when people say, oh, my best friends are black. I actually do have very good friends that are white. My great-grandmother is white. My mother's mother is white. Um, I'm talking about Lily White, Irish White. So believe me when I say, um, <clears throat> y'all will never understand you could die and come back to life several lifetimes. But until you come back a black man or a black mother, you're not going to understand what happened in that courtroom from a black person's perspective. As a white person, you saw, oh my God, 
the brother is just so forgiving. And, you know, I aspire to be like that because, you know, I know that if it was my brother, I wouldn't be able to do that. And the amount of courage that was shown and respect, and I'm reading this on all your stats. And so let me tell you what you actually did say. You said something. You you wrote a sentence. But let me tell you what you actually did say. What you actually said was, you, like the rest of America, black Americans, are sitting there looking at this child. That boy is 18 years old, and his brother was murdered. You watched him hug the woman, the cop, because y'all keep taking that part out, that murdered his brother in his own home. And you're basically saying the same goddamn thing that black women all over America are saying, which is this, it could not be me. You said it in all your sentences. You said it in all your words. I admire him because it couldn't be me. And do you want to know why it couldn't be you? Because you are too terrified to understand that these are the times that we live in. Dave Chappelle. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say about him. He literally did a skit on this. I want to say it was about 10 years ago where he talked about racism in America is going to get so bad, right? He understands it. We all do. Most of us do. Some of y'all don't. So let me give you an example. Dave Chappelle did a special. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was when he was during the time when he was doing the Dave Chappelle show. And he did a special where he said, you know, black people, we got to be careful Because he said one day, and I mean verbatim he said this, he said, they're going to walk in our homes and kill us in our own property and then turn around and tell the police that we broke in their house and put all of our family pictures up on the wall. And that's damn near literally exactly what she did. And he's not commented about the fact that he predicted that 10 years ago. Might be 15 years ago. So... My my agitation this week does not come from the brother. He is a child. When I was 18, I could tell you that I forgave a lot of people for a lot of things that they should have rotted for. But that's because the ill intent was for me. So Botham Jean's brother is not in a place of forgiveness because the offense was not to him. He can forgive her so he can live his life. He can't forgive her so his brother can live his. Do you understand? So you don't understand what it's like to watch a black judge get off the stand, which was completely inappropriate, the bailiff fixing her hair, and then the father of this man to stand up and say, I would like for us to be friends one day. Girl, fuck you on this soulful Sunday. That is what upset me, okay? I was rooting for this judge. I really thought that just on some other level she was going to make things happen. I really thought that she was going to overrule whatever ridiculous sentencing. I predicted last week on my show that she would get 10 years. Now, Y'all notice that during the case, and I'm not a law person, I am, but I'm not, um, that they never mentioned anything about what was in her system, about what she was on, because I personally believe she was on drugs. Anytime y'all act like that and do shit like that, I'm like, oh, this this woman got on drugs. 
You can't argue with nobody. You can't fight with nobody on drugs. You can't love nobody back from drugs. You cannot. Get that notion out of your mind. That is a separate demonic entity that has taken over that is not your loved one. So if you feel like you need to punch them in the face and beat their ass and put them out your house, just know that's not your relative. And I know because I lived with one. Okay? That is not your relative when they are hooked on them pills and suboxins and perks and all these different pain medications and doing coke and crack. That's not your relative. In, in, in the skin shell it is, but in the theory of things, that's not your relative. They would kill you before they would let you take their drugs, and we've seen that over and over again. I believe she was on drugs, but we're also not talking about the fact that she was a racist. And I don't mean some tweets she had when she was in high school. I'm talking about things that she was talking about recent. Within the last year, memes she was posting talking about, I don't get enough credit for letting people breathe. You're a cop. You shouldn't be posting that. You know, something about she got a call to an urban area in Dallas, Texas, where she was a police officer. And she said, you know, I was going to be slow to get to it and just let them take each other out and kill each other. But, you know, the black officers responded too quick. Okay turned around and she said something about, you know, didn't MLK <clears throat> have a dream? I wonder if he was alive, what would he be dreaming about right now? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right, he's dead, LOL. So y'all will sit there and tell these lies to yourself because, you know, remember I told y'all about the fact that I don't believe in apologies because I believe that you knew exactly what the fuck you were doing when you did it to me? And if you didn't, then I'll accept an apology. So, like, an apology would come from something by, like, me misinterpreting something that you said. But I'm never going to misinterpret something that you did. Because you knew that in the minute that you did, whatever it was that you did, that if I found out or if I knew, I would be offended or I would be hurt. But I was not on your mind. I was not a priority in your life in that moment in time when you decided to do whatever it was that you did. So that's why, whether it's cheating, whether it's talking trash about me, whether it's, you know, throwing dirt on my name. So forgiveness, y'all forget, by the actual literal, not even biblical definition, comes from the victim. None of us in that court, nobody in that courtroom can forgive her besides Botham June. Okay. The brother, I don't care about him. You know why? Because that's his pain to bury. That is his brother. What I'm upset about is that <clears throat> they're not showing the mother's testimony, where she's very clear that she's not in a forgiving space. You want to know why the media doesn't want to show that? And this is just a, a tribute to what we've been telling you all along. Writers and the media control how you think, what you see, and what's going on. If you're not smart enough, you will believe everything that you see and hear on television, okay? The media has you thinking, because this is why I'm upset, that I can walk into this black man's house, kill you, and they're still going to love me. No. That is what the media is portraying to you. The media is letting y'all white people think that you can just do that to us. Because this isn't about cops. Because I have, I know a lot of people that I went to school with that are cops that don't get down like this. And in fact, when I had my run-in with the law, okay, I was not treated in the same manner as a Texas cop. Let us not forget Sandra Bland. Let us not forget the nine, ten women that same month that she was murdered that died in police custody. Unfortunately, in my town, well, fortunately for us, 
we don't get down like that. Now, they just had an incident, I believe, in Buffalo and in New York City, but not where I, not where I live. No, nah, there's too many people that know where your grandmother lives. There's too many people that know where your kids go to school. There's too many people that follow your Facebook accounts. I'm not saying it could never happen. I'm not saying it would never happen. I'm just telling you that that is not the community that I live in. Our cops are really in the community, okay? I'm sure there's bad apples everywhere. But for the most part, what I saw in that courtroom would never happen in my courtroom. It absolutely would never happen. You know why? Because here is my doctrine, if I am murdered. Let me be very clear with you. If someone takes my life, okay, whether it was in vain, whether it was by accident, I bet not see from the other realm, none of y'all get down off a stand. I know for a fact no judge in my county is going to get off a stand and hug my murderer. Okay, I know for a fact that no bailiff is going to fix my murderer's hair or let him have a cup of water, a cigarette, nothing. I know for a fact that I could think of 10 people right now, one of them a higher up in the Native American community, that's going to come in that courtroom and turn it all the way up. You hear me? Y'all better riot. Y'all better have not, forget a picket sign, y'all better pass legislation. Okay, y'all better make sure that every member of that person's bloodline is meant to feel what I felt on the day that he took me from y'all. Y'all better make sure that my son is okay. You know, I see a lot of people that have left this realm, and I don't want to get upset, and y'all ain't did what you said you were going to do when those people left this realm, you ain't did nothing that you said you were going to do when that person left this realm. Not a nickel, not a dime, not a quarter. You ain't checked on nobody kids. You ain't made sure they was all right. You ain't said you could just call me. Everyone is so concerned with living that we forget about death. And how will you prepare for that? It is my doctrine that I know for a fact there are three people that will make sure my son is not just financially okay, but he's emotionally and spiritually okay. If you don't have those three people, I suggest you start investing and sowing into three people that are going to make sure your kid's okay. Because, you know, talk is cheap. I'm not. If I am murdered, I want you to know that I want you to read this. I want you to play this out loud in the courtroom, that I am a voice from the dead telling you, you give my murderer the maximum sentence that he can have or she can have. You do not show mercy or grace at any point in time. You show my pictures in that courtroom of what they did to me. You let them know what I was going to do the next day, the next year. You tell them about who I've helped and now who has no help because those people took me from you. I saw a testimony. I'm going to finish my doctrine in a minute. I saw a testimony where two of the jurors, one of them black, well, so she says, in Hugh she was. Um, she says, I believe that Bo, talking about the murdered man, Botham, Jean, would have wanted us to forgive. Well, ma'am, how would you know because he is dead? D-E-A-D, D-E-D, if we speak in phonetically, he is dead. 
How do you know? And you don't know him. You use that as an excuse because this woman cried with no lips at all. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Allergy season. You let that woman crocodile tear. Let me say this, and this is a very scary thought to me because I'm, I'm in this phase of reciprocity right now. So with, with, with abundance comes reciprocity. And you have to start, um, it's harvest, right? So we passed Maybone, we're going into sowing, and sowing is, is important because that's what we should have done six and seven months ago, right, when everything was fertile, when we had an opportunity. So being a farmer for your own life and cultivating and, and motivating for your own life is not different than being a farmer in real life, okay? And... If you don't sow into your own life in six months, what do you think is going to happen? If you was just out, and this isn't about partying because, yes, you should party. You should be happy. You should be young. You should be old. You should be whatever you want to be. But you have to do the work. You know, um, this is why I never subscribe to the love and light philosophy 100%. I might be 20% because it does not take into consideration pain. It does not take into consideration death. There is no silver lining in death because that person is not here. And us as humans and mortals in this realm, we are made to be selfish of our loved ones. We are made to want them near us. We are made to want to touch them and hold them and kiss them and, and feel them and lay next to them. And when you take that away, the forgiveness is not on you. It is not America's job to forgive this woman. None of us have the right. We don't. But it is our right to be angry at the way that the courtroom carried themselves that day. Never in the history of niggerdom. If Botham Jean, let me, let me give y'all a scenario. So this woman walks in her house, right? Botham Jean is like, ma'am, get out of my house. What are you doing? You're confused. And he kills her. You do understand that there is no jury that would have believed that that woman walked into the wrong house and he killed her. He would have minimum served 25. So that's that reciprocity that I'm talking about. And he would have been in the right to kill her. But guess what? He's going to spend 100 grand in lawyer fees <clears throat> to prove he didn't kill her. My, my, my suspicion is maybe he doesn't have it. So now he's going to get a lawyer that's overworked and underpaid that's going to cop him out because he still took a life. Okay? If we didn't learn anything else from this, lock your doors. Lock your doors because it's just a matter of time. Now, let's talk about the fact that the neighbor, his neighbor, was murdered the other day, the only witness in an appeal case. Y'all forget, and, you know, y'all black people, you kill me because y'all motherfuckers act like we're stupid. No, you're stupid. If you sit up there and post something like, yeah, you didn't realize that the judges and the police is all in cahoots, are you crazy? Who didn't realize that? You? Because the rest of America knows that it's all, it's all the blue. It's all the same. Okay? You think that, just, listen, when I had my legal troubles, not that I don't love my city because I do, I went outside my county and got my lawyer. I don't need my lawyer sitting down at dinner with the judge or running into him in the grocery store and them having a conversation about me, even though that's illegal. It 100% across the board happens. The original judge that was on my case actually retired while my case was going on. Okay? <clears throat> yeah. So if I am murdered, 
make sure that they talk about me for who I was, not what I was doing at the time I was murdered. Make sure you let them know the people that I've helped and the people that I've, I've, I've loved and the people that have loved me. Make sure they don't, they don't, you know, make me minuscule. Make sure you tell them I am a seven-time author. I am a mother. I am an aunt. I am a sister. I am a daughter. And I belong to this world, and I should have been allowed to stay here. You make sure you tell them that. You make sure you tell them that my radio show had 300 episodes and, and was centered around mental health. You make sure you tell them that I was a proponent for education and, and for making sure that children were safe. You make sure you tell them that I was a mother and that I have a son and a thousand daughters. You make sure you tell them that. I am so appreciative of y'all that when I made the original post on my Facebook page that y'all came through and, and the message is like, girl, you already know if something happened to you, me and my daughter, me and my son, me and my family showing up to the courthouse. My boss came to me yesterday. And just and it's, it's a solemn conversation to have, right? My boss came to me yesterday and he says, you know, Denise, I think I could do a little bit better than to choke him out in the courtroom. And we are laughing, but if you knew who, you know, I'm talking about, you would understand. I doubt highly that whoever does that to me will make it out that courtroom. And if you make it to the prison, you know where my books are readily available because I deal with a prison ministry situation with Saladin. If you make it to the prison, I suspect that I don't think you're going to make it through the year. I have decreed it, and it is so. Your whole bloodline will burn for taking me from this realm. I have decreed it, and it is so. I want them to burn. Let them rot. Do not listen to anything that my murderer would have to say about drugs, alcohol, they upbringing, all of that. Because you knew that when you saw me, there was a glimmer. There was hope. There was life. There was royalty. There was aristocracy, and you took me anyway. And let us also be clear, let, let, let it show in my doctrine, I know Denise fought. You didn't just come up and just kill her. She fought. And if she didn't, she's going to do it now. Don't let them make a mockery of me. Don't let them do that. I don't care if... Everyone in their family died that day, and they saw me and hit me in a car or whatever. I don't care. Burn the bloodline, their entire bloodline, and maybe they can start over again in a 1,000 years. Not a 100, but a 1,000. I have decreed it, and it is so. Play this in the courtroom. Let the judge know that if he allows or she allows my murderer to get 10 years for taking 50 years from me, they too can be having that on their conscience that their bloodline should suffer the same fate that I did. You let those bailiffs and those, those cops in that room know, if you fix my murderers here, if you offer him a sip of water, they could get it too. And this is not a threat from beyond the grave. 
This is saying that you know this is wrong. This is not what you went to school for. This is not what you went to law school for. This is not what you took them 60 credit hours for that you're trying to get reduced in my county. Do not let them think it is okay to murder us. Okay? Please don't do that. Yes, they should they should go to jail. They definitely should go to jail. But they should be given the exact amount of years that I perhaps would have been left on earth. So if I'm taking that 60, give them 40 years. I'm going to live to be 100. I have decreed it and it is so. And on my 100th birthday, if I'm taking on that day, let them do a day in jail. One day. I have decreed it and it is so. <clears throat> Forgiveness is not for the assailant. It is for the victim. I don't want forgiveness if you take me from this realm. I want vengeance. I want people to know how much money is not going into other people's pockets because I'm not here. I want people to know how much I'm going to miss out of my son's life because I'm not here. And let me also be clear. In my doctrine, if I murdered, do not let a hair on my son's head be harmed behind this. Protect him. Love him. Do for my son the way that I would do for your children. And, you know, I had a very scary thought, and, and now I'm done with my doctrine. Give them the exact amount of time that I could have lived on this earth. I ain't got no cancer. I ain't got no lupus. I don't have nothing wrong with me. I am healthy. I am here. I am alive. And if I am taken from this earth, you give him the exact amount of time that I would have been left here to do work, God's work, all of them. Okay? Now, forgiveness is something that it goes in stages. It's not something that it just happens overnight. And people say time heals all wounds. That's not true. What time does is it makes you forget a little bit. And it puts layers on you, right? So five years ago, I would have been a blubbering mess if I'd have watched the Botham Jean case. Now it's almost like this is written and this is a part of our history now. This is, this is historical, just so y'all know. That scene that they showed in the courtroom, that will not ever, it, it might be in a textbook. They're going to put that in a law book of inappropriateness, Okay. <clears throat> I want people to understand that forgiveness belongs to the victim, not everybody else, okay? I don't have to forgive you to not fuck with you no more or to still wish you well, which I don't. If I don't forgive you, I don't wish you well. But what I do wish is that for you to be human. I wish for you to feel all the things that being human includes, and one of those things is pain. You will have more pain by not rocking with me than you will if I was there. You will. It's a fact. Because I don't come to, to break nobody. I come to build. So if you can't see that, it is not my problem. Denise is going to always, me, Denise, I am going to always do whatever it is I want to do. So ain't nobody going to stop me from spending my money in that store. Ain't nobody going to stop me from talking to this person. I've come to a place now where I'm not a martyr. And a lot of us in, get into relationships and try to be the martyr. I'm going to be the first woman that got through to this kid, or I'm going to be the first man 
that loved her properly. You come into the relationship as a martyr, not realizing that you're dealing with a monster. Martyrs don't tame monsters. They don't. They become the rule, not the exception. And I've been the monster many times in someone's story. And if I didn't repent to them, I did it with someone else because those karmic ties don't die. We'll get into another show about karmic ties. Some of y'all think that that's your twin flame. No, it's your karmic tie. How do you know that in another lifetime this ain't the man that took you off the face of the earth? Okay? This ain't the man that you done had the devil spawn with. You don't know. And so you have to pay attention to other things besides this just feels nice. If y'all are really looking at your intuition, intuition comes in layers. It's like blankets, right? And so the reason that forgiveness becomes easier over time is because those layers are being removed and placed with hopefully lighter blankets like love, acceptance. You know, you may have gotten a new job. Empathy comes with forgiveness. So if you want me to put myself in your shoes, it would be easy for me to forgive you if I can do that. But if I could never see myself walking in someone's home and shooting them as they eat ice cream, and I already hated your kind anyway, yeah, I'm not going to forgive you. I'm not. Unless you can perform some type of necromancy and bring my brother back, you could go straight to hell today. My prediction, she doesn't make it a year. She's either going to take her own life, which we'll talk about suicide in another show. She's either going to take her own life or somebody's going to do it for her. You forget Botham Jean was black, okay? Black people in prison that, that are never getting out because of the system, and now this happens, this is a slap in the face. So, yes, the media can report whatever it wants to report and make us look like we like our oppressors and that we, you know, we, we just love people that kill us because that's exactly what the media did. But when you get in that jail, honey, that's another situation. They're not going to allow her in gem pop. Prison is its own world, baby. It's its own personal hell. It's its own Gotham City. They have their own rules. Okay? Dallas? She about to be amongst the very people she put in there. I don't think that's going to end well. I have decreed it, and it is so. Okay? Over this last week and two, I started having to take inventory of my harvest. What did I sow into? So when you ever sitting there wondering, how come I don't have any money? What did you sow into? Right? Because maybe you're sowing into the wrong crop. Okay? Um, we watched Queen Sugar where Ralph Angel was talking about sowing into the soybean crop because, you know, that's where some money's to be made. He's got 800 acres, whatever. Um, that show has to be about a year old because as of now, because I pay attention to stocks, soybean crops have plummeted. Plummeted now since hemp has arrived. And we are trying to beat out China to be the number one provider of hemp in the world and its seeds and its leaves and everything else, okay? Um, you have to pay attention to your crops. So what always has done it for you may not do it for you this year. You might have to switch it up. Cannabis stocks have plummeted because hemp is here, so you would think that it would be the opposite. It's not. The market is dictated by need, okay? With the legalization of cannabis in several different states, they don't need to buy it medically anymore. What you going to do if they grow in their own little two, three, six plants in a state where it's legal? 
They don't need to go to the dispensary anymore, okay? So when you start looking at your life, and I had to take inventory and say, if something were to happen to me, because this is a terrifying case, and also I have friends that have died, and no one's taking care of their, their, their seeds. No one. Their seeds are left out here to be growing. I had, uh, I call him my nephew, tell me the other day that he declined a lunch with one of his mother's old friends because he says, you only want to take me to lunch when my brother is here. But when my brother is not here, you don't want to take me to lunch. You don't even see me, you know. One of the things that I think makes me the most, one of the more deadly human beings in, in the world is the fact that I'm deathly consistent, okay? Not a pattern. You won't be able to trace me in a pattern because I'll switch up on you. But I'll throw all, like I told you, I'll flip the table, throw all the pieces on the floor and let you figure out how you're going to deal with it. But I am completely consistent. So if I have, um, if I have um, some type of, consistency. I'm going to be nice all the way around. And it's funny because it's so crazy to me how these lessons are coming to me in this time as the veil thins because I used to always say to my mom, like, why do you keep sending money to this person? Or why do you keep sending Christmas cards to this person? They don't care, mom. They don't care. And they don't send you any cards, right? And she says, Denise, I do this because that's what I do. That's what I feel like doing. My mother used to always tell me, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. No matter what anybody gives me, I don't care if it's a if it's a bottle of beer. I'm thankful. And that's the honest to God truth. I'm so thankful. And I've heard that from young to old, is that one of the reasons that the men that I've dealt with in my lifetime don't have a problem doing for me in, in extra you know, in extraordinary ways is because I'm so thankful of anything that they do. Because I didn't ask. And that's another thing. I, I don't ask. If I have to ask, I'm really not asking. <laughs> I'm really begging or telling you, like, yo, if you, you know, can't do this, then my life is over, you know, because everything for me is the end of the world. So if I can't do something, everything for me is the end of the world. So for me, you know, consistency is an issue. And I had someone once tell me about a year ago, you know, why would so-and-so believe that you were going to do X, Y, and Z? And I said, because it's me. And then it made me realize that, like, you could deal with somebody every day on a specific level, and they still not know who the fuck you are. It's not in me to, y'all think I'm just such this, you know, vengeful, spiteful, angry, you know, bitch of a person. That's not true. I love who I love, and I don't rock with who I don't rock with. But that doesn't mean that as a human being that I've, disdain you I just don't think about you at all or you're kind right we're all we're all a kind right so consistency is a part of my forgiveness so I have somebody that has done me wrong like I'm talking about NeNe Leakes Greg you did me wrong I'm talking about did me filthy talked bad about me talked about my family you know did all these things and to this day You know, he doesn't know this, but there's going to be a level of consistency. And I literally do not want to speak to this person ever again. I don't. I'll speak to everybody else in your family. I'll speak to, 
you know, whatever, but I just don't have a desire to talk to you because you're the person that has to. I asked three three young men last night, I said, what would you do if this was the scenario? And they said, damn, if somebody was still <clears throat> looking out for me or looking out for my moms or whomever, you know, and I, you know, I was moved on or whatever, they said, I feel like a piece of shit. They was like, you know, I, I wouldn't be expecting that. See, that's the problem. You guys also have to look at what people are expecting you to do. And sometimes the exact thing you expect me to do, I know you expect that, so I'm going to do the opposite. But in this particular situation, me being consistent, this is who I am. And it's what I told this person that I was going to do, no matter whether they were in this realm or not. And I've done that. So I don't need a thank you. I don't need a, you know, this, this, and this. You have to deal with the fact that you disrespected or betrayed one of the realest people that you could have ever had on your team. And see, we as women, we get very disillusioned into thinking that our men or our brothers or our the men in our family don't function, you know, as a team. Team means more than one person. Nobody should be out here trying to do everything by themselves. I have a team of people that make this shit work. If I didn't have my stepfather, I wouldn't have this. If I didn't have my son, I wouldn't be so quick not to slap the shit out of y'all. If I didn't have my nieces, I might be out here pussy popping like y'all too. But I have women and actual children that actually look to me for some level of sophistication, for some level of class, for some level of grace, right? I'm the, I'm the auntie now. I'm the ancestor now. I'm the auntie now, the one that comes to the, you know, reunions with the flyest gear on and got a little couple dollars for everybody. You know, I'm the auntie that told my auntie when she tried to give me some money to go to the liquor store, auntie, I'm rich. I'm good. She said, oh, you rich? I said, yeah, I'm rich. I got this. I'm good. It is my pleasure to go and, and, and get the vodka so that I can share a dirty martini with my aunt. A legend, by the way. Okay, all my aunts, all my family is legendary, and this is this isn't like just me talking trash. This is Googleable stuff. Okay, so we have to get into a space of forgiveness when it's our time. If somebody murders me, no, I'm not saying walk around with that guilt for 150 years of what they did and the anger. I don't want y'all to be angry because I know that people that follow me with that anger, oh y'all gonna tear something up. I know y'all is. Y'all burning down trees. They grandmama ain't safe. Like, nothing is going to be a, a happy time for you, okay? And, you know, you can say that I'm such a savage and I'm this and I'm that, but y'all didn't say nothing to John Gotti when that man made a mistake and hit his son. It was an accident, a real accident. Hit his baby on that bike. That man killed that man. Out off, offset. Ended up having his family move to another place. So y'all talk that gangster lifestyle, go be it when it comes to one of yours. Okay? Y'all out here just talking. Nobody wants to talk anymore. Part of forgiveness is understanding, yes, accidents happen. This wasn't an accident. Okay? It's not on us to forgive those people. Forget, fuck Amber Geiger, fuck her. Okay? She's not going to be forgiven in any lifetime that she's in because she knows what she did. And not just that, let's keep it G, she never told the truth about what happened. So how are, you gonna, how are y'all so quick to forgive somebody that didn't even tell the truth about what happened? So you know what I learned this week? 
I'm never going to know the truth 100% about anything that's ever happened that went against me in this lifetime. I'm never going to know the truth about 100%. It's too hurtful. Not that I don't want to know, but just I'm never going to know the truth about 100% of anything that happened because at this point it doesn't matter. And the reason that it doesn't matter is because I forgive you. I don't forget, but I forgive you. It's been some years. It's been some months. It's been some time. You know, it's just amazing to me how after people do me dirty, the worst things happen to them. Okay? Do you think I forget, you know, feel sorry for them? No, I don't. But at certain places and points and times, I realize the human in them. And sometimes I'm able to look at them and say, this person never had a chance to love me properly, or this person never had a chance to do my son right, or this person never had a chance to really see what they could have been in this lifetime because they, they were full of blankets and regrets from everything else, and they were just did so dirty. They never really had somebody that was real or consistent. So that's why they didn't recognize it when they seen you. So in that comes forgiveness. So I'm going to do what I do anyway. You know, don't let people call you stupid for forgiving in your own time. It's your own time. But that Botham Jean situation, y'all better not forgive my murderer 20 seconds after the verdict is read. Y'all better not. Listen, when I before I leave this earth, I want y'all to know that I was the shit. I want y'all to know that I have been the shit. I'm going to be the shit. And even beyond the grave, I want y'all to avenge me. But while we're here, we should just be trying to love on each other a little bit more because if this didn't show you nothing else, your man could just be going home. Your brother could just go home. Your father could just go home. Your uncle, anybody can just go home and get shot in their house these days. So you have to be the shit in this realm in order to be the shit in the next realm. Botham Jean seemed like he was a nice guy. I'll never know because I'll never get to meet him. Okay? Forgiveness is not of the avenger. It is of the victim. None of us are victims where we are volunteers, and he wasn't a volunteer to that murder. So I'm going to leave y'all with a song that's going to make y'all feel a little bit better, and it's called Sugar Honey Iced Tea. It's by Princess Nokia. You guys can follow her on Instagram, at Princess Nokia. I think y'all are going to love this song, but you have to understand, you ain't got to like me, you ain't got to love me, but don't kill me and don't disrespect me. Those are the two things that I don't like.
I'm on the train throwing soup. The razors men make a threat. Not a gangster, but I can tell you I love to throw hands. I'm razors big as a scum. I don't like drama, it's dumb. I don't be fighting no women, I don't be toting no guns. I hate domestic abusers, in fact, they all make me sick. This dude for one of my friends, I put some straight in this shit. I got a real code of honor that I take seriously. If Colin Cap was a woman, then I'd be dead on one knee. My revolution is so full, I'm healing kids with my hands. I'm talking love on my people, not fighting bitches for bands. I got no hate in my heart, I think it's funny I rap. I did not bang in these streets, and I did not trap in the trap. Sugar, honey, I tea. These bitches don't like me. These bitches won't fight me. 